Hi, I'm Sam. Hi, I'm Elliot. And this is Fall Risk. Welcome back, listeners, to Fall Risk, where we talk about anything and everything skydiving. We've got a fantastic guest joining us this week on the podcast, none other than the incomparable Elliot Bird of Bird's Eye Studio. <laughs> it's great to be here. <laughs> uh, again, right? Because like you've recorded in this this room before just with a different podcast host. Yep. Yeah. From what I understand. With Matt back in 2019. Yeah. Matt Congdon. He, um, he ran, uh, I know I've mentioned it on this uh, podcast before, but he had his own um, show for a little while called The Beer Light. Uh, and it's it's got a few episodes up still. It's pretty cool. And if you want to go listen to Elliot's uh episode on that podcast you absolutely should it's pretty great um but let's just get into it let's just talk for a second um what year did you start uh start camera flying or start skydiving skydiving. uh so started skydiving uh i went through aff in 2009 at mile high skydiving center nice uh i didn't actually get my license then i got about 28 jumps or so i didn't take my test and then i took about six months off uh, moved to North Carolina and then got my license at Triangle Skydiving Center. Where, where you know, is that? Uh, that's in Lewisburg, North Carolina. It's oh. kind of right outside of Raleigh, Durham area. It's like opposite ends of the country there yeah. too. <laughs> I've been all over the place <laughs> Okay, for sure. But yeah, so it was about six months and then I uh, went, redid a ground school, took my tests and got licensed then in about 2010-ish. All right. Uh, how old were you when you first started? Uh, well... When I started my AFF, let's see, 2009. So I was, do some math here, math is hard. <laughs> I started in 2009 too, but I was 18 yeah. at the time, so it's easy. 20, 20s, I guess? 20s? Yeah. Somewhere in your 20s. Somewhere early 20s? 20, early 20s, Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. It's kind of all, college kind of blended things together That's a little fair. bit, if that makes sense. <laughs> That's fair. You had to have been, did you, did you go into college, did you start college when you were 18? No, I started when I was 19. So So I took a year off after high school and then started a year later than everyone. All right. So then you must have been somewhere in your early 20s. Early 20s, yeah. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) You don't remember. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Most people do. That's funny. Um, How many jumps do you currently have? Uh, Around 6,500. Okay. Nice. Tunnel time estimate, if you had to guess. Close to 100 hours. Close to? Yep. What what do you do in... What have you done with that with that time in the tunnel? Um, so I, w- I worked at Paraclete for about three years, uh, and part of my job there, I got some tunnel time. So mm-hmm. I just did went around and uh, did whatever we felt like doing. A lot of just messing around with people, mostly free flying stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, done a lot of camera flying, like wings flying in there and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, mostly just messing around with my friends, doing fun fun things. A little bit of everything, I'd say. I'm mediocre at everything, but I can do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you acted like as a tunnel coach too as well? No, that, no. They oh. wanted me to get my tunnel coach rating, but okay. I didn't want to coach people in the tunnel. All I don't right. want that kind of responsibility. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what made you want to get into all this? Like initially? Into skydiving? Yeah. Into uh, skydiving. So um, I got a brother who's six years older than me and okay. he did it. And, you know, growing up, I always wanted to do what he did. And mm-hmm. uh, so he got his license and I was like, man, that looks cool. I want to do that. Um, and I got my, I graduated high school and immediately went with four friends to do a tandem mm-hmm. out in uh, New Haven, Connecticut okay uh, when i was 18 it's just like all over the place all over the place yeah <laughs> new haven connecticut did a tandem out of a little you know i didn't know anything about skydiving it was a little um 
you know, trailer on a grass runway yeah. with some old timers that had probably been in the sport for 30 plus years, yep. you know, and I uh, did that. And I was like, man, that was super awesome. But of course, you know, going off to college, didn't have the money to do it. My parents were like, yeah, we're not going to pay for that. What are you okay. talking about? <laughs> so uh, at that point, it kind of got in my head to start saving up and do that mm-hmm. when I got to college. So okay. cool. It just seemed cool. Something I wanted to do. Yeah. I had no idea where it would take me or what I would do with it, but something I wanted to do. All right. Nice. So it's always been kind of in the back of your mind because yeah. of your brother. All yep. right. Cool. Cool. Does your brother still skydive? No, he doesn't. He got a herniated oh. disc unrelated. Okay. Uh, and then, so he, I think he did like three or 400 jumps and then he hung it all up and moved on. How does, how does he feel about it now? Like that you keep, keep going with it? Um, he's, I mean, he thinks it's cool. He kind of had his fun time and then he's done and now right. he's into, into shooting guns and other things like that. So okay. he's, transferred into other fun things that keep him on the ground all right keep his back in in check you know yeah yeah Yeah. fair enough um can you talk about what your student program was like when you first started like what kinds of um like what kind of program did you did you uh learn to skydive with um so i did af just regular aff okay you know two instructor jumps in the beginning and stuff and then um yeah i think it was pretty standard like you know i i am or i was an aff instructor i let that rating go but it's seemed pretty much the same as as what it is now okay um yeah so two instructor jumps out there and then they had me go do some tunnel time out in colorado before i got released for the first time yeah um but yeah it seemed nothing really has changed since then i don't think from what i can remember who did you went to denver right yeah uh, mile high yeah, but like oh, I fly Denver. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose it was probably Sky Venture at that point, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have my CD still. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I actually, so I'm I'm currently recording Mikey, Mike Silva's. Okay. Or I'm not recording. I guess I'm editing Mike Silva's episode right now to get released sometime this week. And uh, <laughs> him talking about his Sky Venture Colorado days is fucking wild. Nice. It's wild. Um, do you remember who was, who was your instructor in the tunneler yeah uh kiwi lee hamilton no shit yeah. oh i love kiwi he's so cool yeah oh. for sure yeah Him i've and- i've never seen anybody do a barrel roll so smooth and like in control as he does it like, nice oh anyway continue yeah Sorry. yeah uh well it was him and his wife at the time unfortunately yeah. so they did my aff unfortunately she's no longer with us mm-hmm. but um yeah, it was really cool. I did, uh, in 2019, I filmed an event, uh, a Florida sequential head down event, and yeah. he was a participant and I was filming it. That's cool, So huh? it was super cool to like, you know, I moved away from Colorado. I hadn't seen him in 10 years, yeah. and then all of a sudden we're at the same event and we're both, you know, yep. he's participating, I'm working. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Kiwi was around when I did my FITP in 2018. He did okay. a lot of our, our uh, he did like a fair amount of our um like skills skills coaching he didn't do the the actual course itself for like the okay. actual program um but he um was one of our trainers that would just hang out on the weekends with us and nice. teach us to do fun things so it's pretty cool i love kiwi he's great yeah for sure awesome cool um at what point did you want to know or at what point did you know you wanted to focus on camera flying so uh you know i was definitely one of those guys that probably put on a camera before i should have <laughs> <laughs> you know yep. put a gopro on and it was kind of, you know, you're starting, I'm filming every jump with just a GoPro on my head, but it's yeah. just, I'm participating in the jump. I'm not a dedicated camera flyer. And I started having all this footage from stuff that you're just like, cool. <laughs> I have my, uh, I have all this footage. What do I do with it? So mm-hmm. I started editing for fun, you know, and then, um, you know, I'm, uh, well, that's a different story about my wife, but, uh, she started to get into four way. Okay. Um, so 
we were on a team together. I was in the formation mm-hmm. and we quickly learned that uh, a married married <laughs> couples for the most part, there's a few out there I can name, but for the most part, you don't click very well when you're yeah. in the formation together. Um, so I moved up to camera. We also found out that it's a lot cheaper if we have one person flying camera, one person in the, mm-hmm. in the formation. So I switched over to camera, dedicated camera doing mm-hmm. that. And that kind of led me into just focusing on the camera work. I actually, you know, really enjoyed that and kind of doing my own thing up there that was separate from the team, like separate, but together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of led me into the, the video realm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what are some of the more prominent things that you've uh, achieved in terms of camera flying? Like what types of skydiving have you filmed like uh, on the ground? You know, like like just in general, what kind of things would you say are like major achievements or things you're you're kind of proud of that you've done with camera flying? Mm, man, that's a, that's a good question. So, um, I mean, part of working you know, at Paraclete doing all their marketing stuff is is I didn't really have one specific discipline or thing I wanted to do. I kind of wanted to do it all. Yeah. And uh, like I said earlier, like I'm, I can do all the flying, but I'm not great at all of it, but I can yeah. do it and I can get the shot. Um, so I don't have anything specific that I've like accomplished other than I want to be able to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I don't do is wingsuiting. Uh, <laughs> I used to wingsuit. I don't want to film that. I don't want to get back in a wingsuit. Um, but so I guess accomplishment wise like I filmed a lot of events a lot of state records and stuff but I just want to be able to fly with with everyone and with every discipline yeah that's fair okay what was the video flying progression like so you talked a little bit about how you were messing around with it you're playing around and experimenting prior to the uh, four-way team but like what else was in there like what did you what types of jumps did you focus on to begin with like where did you what was your first camera setup like, you know, like what was the progression like? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I wasn't doing teams, I was mostly doing free flying stuff. Okay. Um, I got my first, this was like right at the transition point from the side box cameras to the GoPros. You know, I think I GoPros came out, I was on like the one or two when those started coming out. So very early stages of that. So my first helmet setup was a cookie with the three ring Mm -hmm. cutaway chin cup and then a side box with, you know, uh, one of those box cameras and that was, I think I had jumped that for like a hundred jumps or so. And the GoPros were starting to like make their way onto the scene in skydiving. And I, Oh my God. (laughs) Can you hear the dogs on this recording? Oh my God. (laughs) Kepler and Oakley are having the time that they're like tap dancing up there. Oh yeah. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. No worries. So were you rocking like a CX 100 at the time? Yeah. 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 So I did that and that was pretty much like there was a friend. I was really good friends with a guy, Eric Scott Mm -hmm. uh, at the drop zone and he was kind of the resident camera guy. So Mm -hmm. I kind of just asked him what to do, what to get if I wanted to get into it. And he recommended that. So got one of those and then um yeah like I said I had that for about 100 jumps and was like cool I can get rid of this thing off the side of my head let's do that did you use a stills camera at all to begin with or was it mostly just video no it was mostly video okay yeah I think I I got the stills when I started doing uh tandem video at at Triangle in North Carolina all right right. so how many of the different GoPros have you tried like pretty much all of them or I I I do every other year I try to do that so I think I I had the one and then I mean it's tough to say which ones you know those dogs are going to town up there oh okay uh no worries yeah 
Um, so I had the one for sure. I remember that. And then maybe the four. Um, so like in the beginning, it wasn't a very quick turnover of cameras. It's kind of whatever. I think the GoPros really started turning around around like yeah. seven. Yep. Um, so I didn't really keep up. And then, you know, I had the seven. I skipped the eight, nine, have the nine. I did get the 10. Um, I'm not going to get the 11. No. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, and the then, 12's right around the corner. Too, exactly. So yeah. Like... They keep coming out with them and like, yeah, it's it's great footage <laughs> where it's at you know i wonder if they'll change the name of this camera like from gopro to something else by the time they get to like 300 or something yeah like for that. sure for sure <laughs> I, I do like what they're doing um but yeah they keep coming out with them and it's there's no point yeah. in keeping up from my perspective for what we're doing here. i mean next year the 11 will be you know 200 dollars in comparison to the 500 dollars camera exactly right now, so yeah it's exactly really no big deal yeah yeah okay fair enough um who mentored you as a videographer besides this the aforementioned uh scott um man so uh, the thing with video with video flying is there's really not coaching out there which yep. is you know a big hot topic irritating it's very irritating <laughs> and you kind of just you know uh get information where you can from people mm -hmm. um to do a, a known my own personal plug here like i've that was kind of my transition uh away from doing teams like I retired from teams last year and that mm -hmm. was my goal was to start a camera school okay um it was going to be where the 14k kitchen is next door all right uh and then I fly shut down yeah. coaching people with wings so that kind of put a huge kibosh on that uh -huh. but that's kind of where I am want to go if all the cards or everything can fall into place yeah. for that is to be a school where um and I've talked to a lot of old time videographers about this of, of not necessarily making it a rating in skydiving, but mm -hmm. my goal, you know, tandem being the easiest one, right. Is you come to my school, you get signed off by me and then you can go to any drop zone and they already know that you're reputable yeah. and you're good enough to fly with their tandems without going through that step-by-step yeah. -step process of getting approved. Mm -hmm. Um, but they have that practical element too, where like I can teach theory on filming big ways, but how do you like put that into practice? Yeah. And the closest thing would be flying with wings in the tunnel yep. and kind of, but again, I fly did its I fly thing. Oh, I fly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I fly. Yeah. So, uh, sorry to bring it back to your okay. original question. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people in the sport, um, and I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of people in the sport and I just kind of take bits and pieces as I go. Craig O'Brien, uh, Norman Kent, all those old timey yeah. guys. But I encourage anyone just find the guy at your local drop zone and ask mm -hmm. around. And, you know, everyone's going to have different bits of information and just kind of try it out, see how it works, and then you yeah. know, get some more information and try that out. And then, you know, a lot of trial and error till you figure it out. Would you say, like, if you wanted to film, just if I wanted to, if I wanted to film like a big way uh, free fly jump, would I how important would it be for me to have flown in that formation first prior to doing a video a video of it you're talking uh like that specific formation yeah just or? like in general like so like let's say i wanted to go and do film like a head down uh big way like a when i say big way i mean like double digits like a 10 a 10 way right yeah. if i wanted to go out and and film that 10 way how important do you think it would be for me have to or to have had important excuse me I'm messing this question up. How important would it have been for me to have had some prior experience of flying in that formation as a flyer instead of as a camera flyer prior to putting a camera on my head to go film it? Yeah, I think it's very important. Um, I'll say this, that I, 
have done a lot more filming of, of that stuff than yeah. I have been in it. Um, but I'd say it's very important. There's a lot of things with, especially head down at everything's happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so understanding the fall rate, understanding the dangers you can get into with that, especially yeah. being below the formation. So I think, I think that's a very important, crucial part. Mm-hmm. Um, and for my progression, I learned how to do all this stuff prior to filming yeah. any of it, you know? So I, I think, uh, you are correct in okay. that you should do that. All right. Yeah. Fair. It's just, it was more one of those things that just popped up and, and something I struggle with too is like I know the I know the um the theory behind all of these things, but am I necessarily proficient in, in these For types sure. of skydives? Like not really. Like it yeah. I could I could do it. I could get there. I could get to to my slot and, and hang. Um but am I the fastest person to get there? Absolutely not. Like am For I sure. gonna be there first out of out of the entire group? Probably not. Yeah. You know? Um but I think that's something that I struggle with personally for my own self or for my my um, progression is that I feel like I'm not um, I haven't done enough of one particular discipline yeah. before I go out and do it. And I don't know where the line is. Yeah, you for know, sure. like so. Yeah, on that topic. Right. So and I, I say this to people a lot and I work with a lot of people that like want to become camera flyers. Mm-hmm. Right. And with anything in skydiving, if you want to be good at it, that's all you should do yeah right and so you know I I do think for doing a head down you should know how to do all those things Mm -hmm. but um there's a fine line of you know okay well I need to go do this before I film it right but you need to focus on the one discipline that you're doing which is if you want to be a camera flyer you should be a dedicated camera flyer yeah for whatever it is um so yeah, I mean, I think it's important to know how to do all those formations to get to your slot and do all that stuff more for your understanding of of how those things are going to build and how they're going to fly and then how you're going to set up your shots for those yeah. particular jumps. But you should focus on dedicated camera flying, yeah, as opposed to to that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, who do you uh, look up to, aspire to as a videographer? Man, that's a good question. So <laughs> I've gone through a lot of, you know, what do I want to do in this sport? What was the next step? What's all that stuff? And, you know, they, they have the legends out there, the Craig O'Briens, Norman mm-hmm. Kent's, Tom Sanders, all the people that have done those big movie gigs and stuff. And like, you know, that would be cool to do those things. Um, but there's a lot of things that come with doing those things that yeah. I don't necessarily want to do. You know, and so in terms of who I look up to, uh, it's just kind of the people that came before me in the camera flying. Any any one of the older generation that did the pioneering of, you know, still cameras still had film in them and all of that stuff. So I don't really have anyone in particular other than the people that, you know, pioneered the way for us. Mm -hmm. And I anytime they will anytime they're willing to share information with me so I can learn more. uh, I'm all about that. Yeah, I I. I am of a sim- very similar persuasion or very similar opinion in that like there there isn't a ton of resources for us to keep watching and studying other camera flyers and the only people that we really have like outside content of I guess like outside not I want to say footage but like uh magazine you know photos and magazines videos like interviews with you know uh podcast episodes with people you know like they they are like the big names in in this i don't want to would you call camera flying a discipline it's a discipline right yeah yeah so definitely its own thing so in this discipline there's there's a few names that pop up yeah you know and those are the people that we i mean 
you have to aspire to those people because they're the only people <laughs> that yeah. get name dropped anywhere, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's because they work on all these huge, big, like, projects, like movies and commercials and yeah. events and stuff, you know? Um, one that I personally, I know we've talked about this, like, one that I'm personally inspired by, like, right now is David Cherry. Mm, yeah, um, for sure. What is, is it Flying Pig Studios? Is that his? That, yeah, it was D squared. Now Flying Pig Studios yeah. with his uh, girlfriend, Leah. Yeah, I'm actually recording with Leah in like two weeks. So oh, I'm awesome. Pretty, I'm yeah, pretty stoked great. about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, like the stuff he's putting out right now and yeah. how he's changing it to adapt to social media For today. Sure. Like I see it. I see it when you do, when you talk about things too as well. I can see like the similarities, but he is absolutely killing it. And maybe it's just because I see it all the time on social media right now. Like, what he's doing with it and how he's taking like this traditional idea of camera flying, you know, in the, in the sky and changing it for like today's audience, like chef's kiss. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, so, uh, him and, uh, so D squared was the original. Unfortunately, his partner is no longer with us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I came up, uh, at the same time mm -hmm. as cherry and Wybenga did. Um, Dave. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, we, we went through a lot of the growing pains together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's fun. Like we were a, co a competitive, we were competing kind of against each other, mm -hmm. but like we, we both operated in different, like, you know, areas of the country. Yeah. Um, so we became really good friends and did a couple projects together as well. And I would say cherry is definitely the best at keeping on top of the new, things the tiktoks yeah and the i don't want to call and, them fads but like so yeah. in terms of like pop culture and social media he is like really combining and marrying the two Absolutely. together really well yeah yeah and that's you know the uh, to be honest like i'm too old for tiktok <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to do it i refuse um so i give him so many pro so much props for keeping on top of that yeah. and uh you know i've kind of went in a little bit of a different direction but yeah anytime i get a chance to work with him mm -hmm. I jump on that because yeah. he is awesome. And I'm excited to see what Leah starts doing as well, being a part of that Flying Pig Studios. Oh, they, yeah. They've got a great team yeah. going. She's, she, I mean, she's a, a total different kind of creative all on her own, you know, yeah. like with Levity and like um, all the women's the women's record stuff. And uh, I think she's focusing on high, the, the highlight team too as well. Yeah. With, um, uh, it's Amy Chimalecki kind of yep. does that, right? Like yeah, she's Maxine kinda, Tate. Maxine Tate. Those, um, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, they're all part Curtis, of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, can I can I throw something in here because you're about sure. to interview Leah? Yeah. I've been wanting one of your levity fanny fanny packs for <laughs> so long, <laughs> and they keep selling out right when you do them, and then yeah. you haven't done them for a while. So please get me a fanny pack. Yeah. Hit him up before you put it online, and he yeah, will exactly. He will buy one. <laughs> I will scoop that up. I need one. Um, I think she's doing. I mean. I don't want to drop too much information, but I think she's planning on a reboot of that website awesome. fairly soon. So, yeah. or I don't know the website or just the the whole production, uh, like in its entirety. But I know she's kind of planning an overhaul. That's awesome. Fairly soon. Yeah, I want to see it come stuff, back so. for sure. I yeah, I mean it's back. great repurposing <laughs> like all these nylon parachutes. It's yeah, great. for sure. I uh, I tried um, disassembling uh, super old canopies this last winter. Yeah. There's so much fabric on these parachutes too, oh by gosh, the way. Yeah. Like when you take it apart, you're like, oh my God, this is so much more than I anticipated. I wanted to make drawstring bags and like yeah. give them as gifts and stuff, you know, like really simple things. Um, and I did a couple of prototypes and then all the all the fabric just sat in, yeah. in things as Christmas rolled around and I didn't do anything with them. So I, uh, my, mad respect for yeah. trying to figure out how to make hammocks 
and pillows and knapsacks and all the things that she's doing on that website because it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, on, work. on that topic, I think there's a lot of things in this sport. Uh, well, I mean, in, in life in general, right? That like, you're like, oh, cool, I want that. Uh, but they dive into it and like, until you personally dive into doing those things, you don't understand how yeah. much goes into it. So yeah. like, Leah, I know I want a fanny pack real bad, but I understand how much work it is. <laughs> so I totally, it's totally cool that I and don't have one yet. She's doing super cool things with them too. Like yeah. just the patterns and the color matching and the stuff that she's doing. Like, um, I, I was like, when I was pulling apart these canopies, I was like, oh, I, I see how she's doing some of these. Like I see how she's kind of like putting together different ideas and like, I, I think the like, ha- like there's a lot of time and effort that goes into this and figuring out your patterns and like there's no, there's no pat like there's no pattern for what it is she's doing. She's got to figure it all out on her own, you know. Yeah, like she's she's idea like she's I'm sure she's probably putting together prototypes. She's probably problem solving and troubleshooting different issues as they as they arise. Like there's a ton of work that goes into that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, Leah. Super yeah. stoked to have you on. I and, can't wait to hear your podcast. <laughs> and uh, David, if you're Dave, Dave Jerry, if you're listening uh, and you want to do an episode, like you reach out to me because <laughs> it would be awesome to have you on the podcast at some point. That was how I got Andy uh, Mal- Malchiotti on it, actually. Um, we just name dropped him and then I did one of those things like where I was like, hey, you know, yeah, oh, if you want to be on it. And he reached out to me later. I was like, oh, I love it. OK, <laughs> like, Heck yeah. it worked. Cool. Um, anyway. All right. Back to camera flying. What's your favorite type of a. Uh, Camera flying. You know, uh, I love it all. I love when I don't have to be in a certain slot. So when when we're filming, uh, you know, records and things, like yep. there's a designated slot that I have to be in to get all the shot, all yep. the grips, you know. Um, so when I can go out, uh, which is one of the main reasons I love this job here, and, and the one I did at Paraclete is kind of I have a creative freedom to fly where I want, you know, set up the shot that I want, um, and the ones where I I have to know the plan of the jump, but I can kind of freeform it from there yeah so anything like that i don't mind belly back head down sit flying whatever it is angle flying if i can do what i want to do to get that perfect shot that's my favorite okay i so this bring some of the stuff that you said there just brings me back to this guy that um i used to aspire to be like um his name's nick Halseth. anybody that's listening from skydive twin cities will be like oh nick like <laughs> like they know who nick is um nick Halseth uh was like the resident camera flyer like just the big the the big deal camera flyer back home when i was first like a baby skydiver you know um the way people talked about him and about his creativity and like his his uh his flying and stuff like it I was like, that's that's what I want to do. I want to be like that. I want to have that like that that type of name. I want people to talk about my camera flying that same way, awesome. right? Um, he was really, really like some of the stuff that he put together. It was super funny. It was really creative. It was innovative. And he he made his own like little shorts too as well. It wasn't like just something that he did for you know competition skydiving. He definitely did that. Like he was a four way camera flyer for a long time. But he also did you know bigger belly ways. He did a little bit of free flying here and there. I know he used to like um, he used to film some freestyle stuff too um, way back in the day. Uh, but the way he put all the edits together yeah. in like this creative fun you know made people laugh kind of kind of oriented it was just like that's what i want to do i want to yeah. do that kind of stuff um but he used to say he told me this too at one point he used to say like camera flyers when they take the cameras off their heads they they can't do things the same way everyone else does them like like going yeah. to a formation it looks super goofy because they're not doing 
<laughs> they're not doing things like in the, the textbook way. They're doing things in the way that made sense to them when they had the camera on their head, yeah. uh, on their heads, you know? Do you think that's probably true or do you think that's, there's... 100%. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, I am, I have the worst form. It's terrible. And because we never get to see ourselves on film, right? But yeah. we get to where our shot, we get to where we need to be to get the shot, right? Mm -hmm. um, sorry. sorry. I had... Um, so I got, I got, I have a cover shot in Parachutist and um, I was filming the old US freestyle team from mm -hmm. like three years ago and uh, they had GoPros on and I got this awesome shot, got a cover shot, which is awesome. And then I saw the video of me filming that <laughs> shot and I have it, I put it on my Instagram if anyone wants to, wants to see it. Um, so it's the shot of them and then me. Um, and I look terrible. I'm, I'm like sit flying with my legs straight out and my hands <laughs> all the way back, but I'm getting this cool shot, you yeah. know? And yeah, so I'm 100% a firm believer that <laughs> we are the worst in terms of form for, yeah. for flying, but we get there and get the shot. That's fair. Yeah. So how do you feel about the, uh, the statement that the camera flyer is usually the best one on the team, the best flyer on the team? Do you think there's weight to that or do you think it depends on the discipline? Uh, I think it depends on the discipline. It, it's It's really... I don't know. So, I mean, I, in terms of competition, right, all yeah. I know is, is four way, eight way, 16 way, all that stuff. Um, and you know, I think camera flyers in general cannot, we can't gain any points for the teams, but we can lose a lot, you know? So I think that we have to be on the ball with a lot of stuff, uh, in terms of like, you know, FS stuff, like the team is way better than me. Mm -hmm. Uh, like they have more refined, minute, turns and things that they can do that I can't do. Um, but then when it comes to like MFS or something, um, I'd say they're doing probably the same, but again, I'm not an MFS camera flyer. Um, what about like artistic, artistic, artistic disciplines? Artistic disciplines, um, they're just as good. It's the same, Yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, they're doing, I mean, it's all a planned out routine and they're doing the same moves around each other, yeah. you know? So the, the uh, camera flyer might be a little more static in what they're doing. Like they're just sitting there taking the shot of a guy side flying or something, mm -hmm. but it's a very close uh, routine. And I, I think that most of them train the same routine so that they know it down pat. So yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, they're about the same for artistic, but again, I'm not a okay. artistic camera flyer. That's fair. All right. I, I mean, I think that's, I think it's an interesting question to ask because from an outside perspective, if you don't have any, um, if you can't quantify what it is the camera flyer is doing, like to you, it's like, oh my God, it's amazing. Right. To someone who, who has no idea, like that's amazing. And then they hear that statement. They're like, oh yeah, I could totally see that. But to ask an actual camera flyer who has a little bit of a better representation of like what it takes to do those types of things. Um, it's always interesting to hear uh, that side of it, you know, cause, cause they're so few and far in between, you know, it's a lot of people making assumptions about stuff when they don't have like the, the background or the experience necessary to really rationalize mm -hmm. what, what the, the skill set is that, that it takes. Yeah. Um, so it's important. I think, I think it's important to like keep asking questions of those people, you know, for sure. um, Absolutely. of people who know what the, what they're talking about, you know? Okay. What do you think is the coolest part of camera flying for you? Uh, camera flying coolest part that, mm. I mean, I've already kind of mentioned it. It's I get to kind of do my own thing outside of the jump yeah. plan, you know. Um, I really like photography, just getting yeah. those cool shots. So for me, it's all about, you know, for the jumping aspect, it's about kind of being able to have my own plan. And mm -hmm. then from the camera perspective, it's it's doing the 
seeing the cool shots you get out of it. You know, you have this idea in your head, but unlike on the ground, you can't sit there and look through your viewfinder and plan it out perfectly, you know? Mm -hmm. So with skydiving, you kind of make a plan, you try to get the shot. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't get exactly what you wanted. So I think that's the cool part. You get down, you're like, oh man, I hope I got that shot that I was going <laughs> for. You know, I, did I exit at exactly the right time? I think I did, but oh, they were a little bit at the top of the frame, not quite centered perfectly, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I get, I get really excited about the pictures. What about like the creative side of uh, camera flying? Like create, like the create, like cre bringing your own creativity to it. Um, how would you say that you, how would you say you let create, like the idea of being creative influence your, your camera flying? Cause it's really, it's, I don't want to say it's easy cause it's not easy, but the simple version of this is to put a camera on your head and go record what it is you see, right? Yeah. Like how do you let your own creative tendencies influence what it is you want to get out of out of uh, this discipline and out of a out of a specific skydive? Are you looking for specific like types of footage or are you do you let your creative creativity more flow more in the post video like the post process like where you're editing things together and you're you're making selections based on that or do you have like a big idea prior to going out on the jump like what is that creative process like for you man uh that's a loaded question with yeah. a lot of answers yes, you know it is, isn't uh, it? <laughs> so i mean a lot of the stuff that i do when it so i kind of relate this to to the editing side of things yeah. right um <clears throat> so a lot of the stuff that i do like paid events that I do are, you know, records or things like that. And there is a specific request of, I need to get these particular shots. And yeah. then within there, you can have some creative freedom, um, you know, so, and the hard thing about uh, when it comes to editing, right, is that you get one shot, you yeah. know, especially at these events. Mm -hmm. So my creative side more comes out on the editing side of things than on the jumps, like, and, um, you know, I try to do events where we have multiple videographers so one of us can kind of do the creative flying and then yeah. the other people get the dedicated shots. Um, but and I think I've mentioned this to you before as well. Um, so I did my favorite video of all time was with I did with David Cherry and David Wybanga at the Big O Boogie. And Cherry did three jumps during the entire boogie because he was getting all the ground shots yeah. and then why benga and i were getting the in-air shots mm -hmm. and that was the coolest edit i've ever seen to, <laughs> to this date um but again he didn't he had he had we had so much of a plan that he had to sit on the ground and like i mean I, he was fine with it but mm -hmm. he was doing the creative ground shots you know we had sliders going on angles as the plane was coming in and like we recreated mad max yeah. kind of the opening sequence and stuff like that but it takes all that stuff takes so much planning and like skydivers they've got i gotta get on this jump i can't do it now i can do it later and then we're on a jump so mm -hmm. we can't you know so there's so much planning involved with something that's super planned out i guess with the end yeah. product in in mind that it's just really difficult in skydiving mm -hmm. in general so so yeah to bring it full circle for me it, it the creative side comes out in the editing how do i put it all together to match this the so, uh the song choice and okay. then transitions we use and and where we make those transitions happen and things like that fair enough fair enough um it's a, it's interesting to pick people's brains about this um again we just don't i i feel like there's just not enough people like nationwide who have the capabilities to fly to do the flying to have the know-how, know-how, right? Yeah, to have the, the know-how of 
where to be and how to do it and like at what point you need to be at different spots you know what I mean like just have the skills and then have the knowledge and the verbiage to be able to talk about it after the fact and then have the creativity on their side too as well like have that creative mind that's continually pushing you forward so there's not enough people to talk to about this kind of stuff for sure and for someone who wants like me who wants to just keep taking it further and further and create my own stuff um like it's always cool to like brains you know yeah, for like, sure where do you get your inspiration from like what do you you know you know yeah well it's i mean all this stuff it's so hard in skydiving especially if you're working Dude. in the sport to find the yes. time to like be that creative you're like cool i've done 12 tandems today yeah and then i but i have this like video project i want to do and i mm -hmm. have what sunset i got one shot and the jump didn't go as planned yeah. you know and then you didn't get the shot and yep. then you wait until okay there i need 12 people and that doesn't happen again for another yeah. two weeks. And then you have this one opportunity, you're you're burned out from a full day of jumping. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, so it's 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 a hard thing to do. And a lot of people don't know what goes into like, you know, what we do mm -hmm. from the editing side and the, you know, video production side. Absolutely. Um, someday. <laughs> I just need like an unlimited amount of money. Yeah. So I could just yeah, do what sure. I want to do that makes <laughs> yeah. me happy. You know, I don't, I don't have to work. I just get to do my fun project and that's yeah. it. Yeah. I just get to go like, Hey, you, you and you, you all know how to fly. Like you want to do this project. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that's why. So back home, they used to host this event called the film fest event. Yeah. Um, or the film film fest. Uh, they would usually tie it in with like a crab feed too as well. So everyone would have like unlimited, an uh, unlimited crab, uh, dinner for like $25. And then after everyone was super full, we would go into the hangar and just watch uh, film edits from the year, you know, nice. and we would do this in like September, October. Um, and more often than not, the edits that got submitted were usually compilation videos of people's GoPro footage yeah, and like, sure. you know, you know, the, the standards, right? But every now and then you'd get one that was like really creative and someone wrote it and like acted it out and yeah, like for sure. did a full on skit and stuff. And I was actually just talking with my friend Stevie who, um, Stevie Kane from back home who uh, owns his own production company. He taught me pretty much everything I know about cameras. Um, he let me use all of his like editing equipment. He would he would give me microphones to do things on the ground, like record Sweet. things properly, like that kind of stuff. So he really enabled me a lot in terms of being creative with skydiving. Um, Skill set wise, like, you know, like we didn't really do a lot of flying together um, in, in terms of video, video flying, but uh, like on the ground, like, here you go. Yeah, like, have fun. Go be go be creative. Cool. Like, oh, you want me to watch your edit afterwards, like, and, and show you how to edit properly? Like, fantastic. I will totally do that. Like, here's where I would clip things. Here's how I would change stuff. Like, and then you know, make adjustments from there. So, he really enabled me a lot in terms of um, being being pushing like the creativity into skydiving a little bit more. Um, it's just now it's for me at least. I want I need to have more experience doing different types of disciplines in order to go to the next step of like being a creative camera flyer, I yeah. guess. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I'm gonna coin it, creative camera flyer. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but the Film Fest, like that was like the one opportunity of working in skydiving. It was the one opportunity where I got to do exactly what I wanted to do in mm. skydiving every single year. And it was my favorite thing. And I'm so stoked that Skydiving West has an event like that. And yeah. I hope, hope, hope that it's better than what I heard last year was like, I hope, hope, hope that there's like a ton of entries in there this year and we can make it like a big deal. Um, we need I, to get the hype up. Dude. Yeah. Dude. Even if it's just like edits, like just compilation edits, like yeah. put in your, I'm put gonna, in a two minute video, three minute video. It's the, you know. I'm gonna put out the uh, the tandem video. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just <recorded. laughs> yeah, yeah, <That> would, <laughs> just yeah. <kidding. laughs> 
Um, no, there's just, I mean, I look at like the Alex Satori, mm-hmm. right? Like I look at his edits yeah. and like I have, I am so in, so inspired and like in awe of the the production quality of those videos. But you can tell like he had fun, fun with his friends. Absolutely. Who yeah. could all fucking rip and fly. And yeah. like he had a bunch of fun and put out some sick, sick flying videos, you know? Um, but then also got kind of fun and creative with it, you know? Yeah. Like it's just, that's, if I wish, I wish there was like an avenue for that, like to make money in that, that's what I would do. That's yeah. what I would, that's Have what you, I would Do you know Keith Creedy? Yeah. Have you watched Don't Broke the Goat? Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, that was one of the first ones I saw and I was like, that's yeah. what I want to do. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I think I met Keith um, with my buddy Fernando Rodriguez. He introduced it, uh, me to him when I was at a Fly for Life camp mm. in Florida and Sebastian. A few, like it was years ago but um i only met him the one time and he uh i've followed his stuff since then um he always puts out really good stuff yeah for he's sure pretty, like, yeah always puts out as far as i know he's stuff. like out pretty much the industry he does like i didn't want to make the maybe. assumption but yeah. i did see something recently that said like he was kind of focused on family stuff yeah so he was he was my he was doing my job at paraclete before i did that okay he left and uh, i think i heard he was doing like a non-profit he was doing video stuff for like a non-profit out in california um but then i every once in a while i'll see a video from an event he does um but i think he kind of transitioned away from that and now skydiving is more just he does it for fun rather than like a job i think okay um but yeah he was uh yeah don't don't broke the goat i was like that's what i want to do that's awesome yeah the (laughs) um the johnny i told you about this the other day the johnny video from alex satori like that was like i saw it and i was like oh (laughs) that's so good um i know they did johnny too but the johnny the first one was like excellent most excellent yeah um trying to think of some other really amazing edits that I have. I mean, this isn't necessarily just strictly camera flying, but any of the early Babylon mm, videos, yeah, yeah. like those were ones that I was like, I am, I am so in awe of what the cameraman's doing. Yeah, like, it, sure. like the two way artistic stuff. I was like, oh, oh my God. Um, there's actually one video that I, I still will go back and look at, even though it's like pretty outdated, like by the, by today's standards, you know, like still just like yeah. chef's kiss. Money. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, people you're inspired by those yeah, people for sure. Not like the Norman Kents or, or you know, like the Craig O'Briens who are working on Hollywood level films, but just people yeah. who are meshing their create their individual creative like styles uh, with skydiving and somehow yeah. making like their own little brand. You know, I would say too, like on that topic, if I um, so like the the you were talking about chair early the the yeah. landscape has changed for that mm-hmm. and like edits like the old ones you were talking about those back then i feel like people were a lot more motivated about that stuff and putting those kind of things together and everything mm-hmm. gets washed it, maybe this is my opinion everything gets washed out with how social media is today oh yeah you spend hours yeah. and weeks putting these things together and the level of stuff coming out via social media kind of yeah. like it's demotivated me a little bit to put that amount of time and effort into mm-hmm. my own personal project because it's, you know, it's out and then it's gone and everyone forgets about it. And yeah. they're like, man, I put so much of my time and effort and love into this project and yeah. it's in one door and out the next. You yeah. Know? I think you need to remember, I mean, this is just my personal opinion on it is you have to remember who the audience is, right? Absolutely. So if you, 
like David Cherry is doing a great job with creating content that will also that will go both on TikTok and on Instagram, but also I don't want to say feature length, but like you know a longer version of it for actual skydivers. Like he's doing a really good job at doing a, a you know both halves of it. Um, I think like if. I, it, I guess it just depends on where you want to go with it. Like, what yeah. do you want to do? Do you want to gain more notoriety as a camera flyer? Do you want more views? Do you want more yeah. downloads? You know, what is it that you want out of this progression, I guess, or this discipline? And then try and figure out how to yeah. bring it that way. It's a whole new landscape. Yeah. The, the, like, influencer right. generation. Like, that was, you know, we started before kind of influencers were that big of a thing. Like, they mm-hmm. were there, but it wasn't, like, a thing at that point, yeah. you know? So I think anyone getting into this, you got to pick your, your path yeah. and then focus specifically on that one path because you can't – it's hard to do it all. Yeah. I think – I mean, we're going to sound like old curmudgeons here in a minute here. It's okay. Uh, I embrace but... it. I am an old curmudgeon. <laughs> uh, but I've seen some videos too recently of just within like the last six months from pretty unknown skydivers and they take off these videos, like these six-second videos take off like yeah. viral on TikTok or on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then they're suddenly everywhere. And it's just this random dude who got lucky. Flyer. It was a terrible flyer. Yeah. Doesn't have any experience. Like yep. just somehow got a cool shot and it took off. Like Well, and that's the thing. When we're when when we're putting all this effort into doing this high quality edit, right? Yeah. And then you have these dudes that are brand new to skydiving putting yeah. out a six second reel. It's very demotivating for yeah. what we do, yeah. you know. Um, and and that's yeah, you got it, but you got to stick with the times, yeah. you know. So if we want to be there, yeah. put out six second videos and stop yeah. doing these edits, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing we're I'm trying to shift towards with my event is do more reels, yeah, and get away from the full event edit mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it's so aggravating, isn't it? it is. Though, like yeah. just how quickly you have to like change and adapt in order to stay somewhat relevant with this stuff. Yeah. And do you want to be relevant? Can you imagine though, like if you had all those things, you would be an unstoppable force if you could do all of those things. Yeah, for sure. If you could stick with and figure out and stay adaptable with social media, but then also be really good at like creating, I don't want to say feature length, but like a five minute video of like a really cool event or or a camp or or a record or something. Yeah. Like, can you imagine how unstoppable you would be? For sure, yeah. (laughs) I mean, unfortunately, you know. As a creative force. Yeah, yeah. If that's all you could do, that's great. And what I've found you know, you know, I'm I'm here doing like the marketing for Scott at Midwest, so I've had mm-hmm. to take on this other job yeah. to pay the bills. You know, um, so if you're if you're an influencer and can like that's all you do, then like heck yeah, I would do that. But a, a lot of us, I don't know Cherry's situation or you know anyone else uh, that would be on the s- same kind of path that I am. But you have to pick up these other jobs to do yeah. to then be able to do the thing that you want to do, which is the video editing and the pictures and all that stuff. But you end up you know, trying to do that on top of your real job mm-hmm. to like, you know, stay alive. I feel you. So if, if we could focus on that, you know, like you said earlier, if we had, if I had $10 million, yeah, heck yeah, that's what yeah. I would do all the time. I would just do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, life of being a creative person. Just, yeah. You can't do what you want to do. Yeah. You don't sure. have the resources and you don't have the time. Yep. Oh, <laughs> always hustling, <laughs> never ending. Uh, what are some future projects that you have uh, planned besides the camera school? 
Um, so, I mean, right now I'm just kind of, I don't want to say I'm coasting, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of work for Midwest this year now that I'm not on teams anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of taken up more of my resources. Um, I'm kind of committed until the event stops the all American invitational with okay. Doug Barron. Um, that's every year over the 4th of July. So I'm constantly doing that. Uh, I'm starting to break into the free fly head up mm -hmm. kind of world. I've, I've done it, but, um, now I've got a one point skydive, Brad and Mallory Hunt. Uh, they're kind of, I did one of their events and they're inviting me back. So hopefully that'll channel into, uh, you know, some, some like world record stuff, which I'd love to do. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything like specific personal projects or anything like that, but it's more, I want to do more event stuff, uh, in the free fly okay. world. Um, I'm kind of very established in the, in the FS world. And so I, those kind of, I get a lot of those and I love doing those, but I'm trying to then branch out more yeah. into the free fly side. Um, but you know, you only have so much time. Yep. Um, so you got to. Yeah, go whoever asks first. Yeah, and I go there. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> if, fair if, enough. If I got work here, then you know I can't go do an event. Right. So. Okay, you heard yeah. it first. I just had a, a girl um, message me. She said she worked in manifest at her local drop zone. So like it is, this this. I mean, I'm I'm excited and pumped to say that this this project Fall Risk is actually being heard by people like I've never met before. That's you know? awesome. So if you want to plug yourself right now and you want to say, hey, I am like I am ready to be hired and I'm ready to travel and go someplace else to to focus on a video like that you abs sorry not on a video on an event like that by all means like plug plug away man because you never know who the hell is gonna like pick up the phone and be yeah, like hey sure. we heard you yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> we've seen your stuff come on out cool yeah I mean uh, I I love doing events and stuff like that um you know my schedule is my schedule yeah. sometimes I can do things sometimes I can't but I I'm always open to um, people asking and if I can make it work I can make it work I got a website birdseyestudio.com uh, which has a contact form on there okay um, that's b-y-r-d-s mm -hmm. um, I will probably link that in the show notes too cool so that, that it's, that'd be awesome so that it's there. Um, and you, you can reach out to me there I also have a Facebook page Instagram all that good stuff um, same bird's eye studio and um, yeah, I mean, I'm always open to come out and doing things and having fun. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's about getting people having a good time, yeah. you know, for any event. It's uh, I think the best thing you can do with an edit um, is show everyone having a good time, right. you know. Uh, so if you get everyone smiling faces and everyone's having a good time at your event, that's like the best advertisement to get more people to come out the next year. And that's kind of the, the direction I take with all the stuff I do is trying to get you're trying to promote the next year's event and the year after yeah. that and the year after that and the year after that yep okay so i'm open to anything if anyone needs anybody have you ever submitted anything to summer fest yeah i did summer fest like the you're talking like scott of chicago summer yeah. Fest? yeah yeah i was the video editor for two oh. years there okay yeah uh how do you submit things to that if you don't go to the event or can you uh, so I actually heard they're not doing it anymore. Sad. Yeah. So Aww. I could be wrong. I did. Um, so they hired me to edit in 2018, but I wasn't there. So I, they gave me footage and I edited it. Okay. And then 2019, 2020, I was like on site filming and 2020 they did it. And then I didn't come back the next year, but somebody told me they didn't do it Aww. again. So that's sad. 
Yeah, but uh, Tracy uh, is their like marketing person now, and okay. so she would be the person to reach out to to okay. see if they're doing that and submit something. But I mean, they play it when they did it. They played it. Do you know where they play it? Like they they put out a huge projector screen. Like That's everyone cool. can see it. It's super cool. Um, so like if you're going to submit something, you got to go watch it Yeah. there, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one ever gets to see their, their stuff on like a movie size screen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it was pretty cool to like watch the edits that we make up on those big screens. That's cool. Yeah. Cause they did, they used to do a competition, like a film fest competition, yeah. right? And yeah, like, for sure. Uh-huh. Somebody was telling me that, I think I showed you this one, the the Bohemian Rhapsody one. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Somebody told me when I made that one, they were like, you should submit that to Summerfest. I'm like, yeah. ah. I'm not actually going to go to the event though. Yeah, <laughs> Can yeah, I still sure. submit it if yeah. I don't go to the event? Um, yeah. The the ones that win are the ones that like, have, like they did a beer do one when mm-hmm. I was there. You know, beer do's. Uh, so I've never done this, but you take <laughs> a spoon of coffee grounds. Oh, I do know. Uh, then, Maddie, Maddie Hoipel introduced me to that a yeah. few, few years ago. I was like, what are you doing? And okay. They did a full edit about beer do's. Like I don't, think that there was any skydiving in it and like that got the best applause it's stuff that makes people laugh yeah like, that's yeah. what it is like that's how you get people won over like, exactly you have to make people laugh if you don't make people laugh it's not going to do well yeah for sure yeah yep. Sky- skydivers are are a pretty basic crowd they just want to laugh and make fun of each other yeah that's really it like, for sure <laughs> sad stuff drama it's not going to do any it's not going to do what you <laughs> wanted to do like make people yeah. laugh and you and you win absolutely yeah all right uh, what do you think? What do you think there are the best couple of safety tips regarding video flying for someone who doesn't know? Uh, safety tips. Well, so first, have the experience to do it. I, I would say two hundred jumps is not enough, but you know, with the age of GoPros, people already put them on. You sneak them on. You do whatever you got to do to get them on. Was that guy's name Gerardo Gerardo Flores? The dude with the my, hand one. Is that my shoe is untied? Yeah, that one. My shoe is untied. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was that was Jonathan though, Jonathan Flores that did a, um, yeah, a yeah, yeah. spoof of it. Like, yeah, get all in like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think uh, you know everyone thinks it, with anything in skydiving, you think you're ahead of where you're at, and you don't yeah. really know the risks until you've kind of been there and experienced it. Like, I'd say 500 jumps is like the most risky time because you know enough, just enough to think you know everything, mm-hmm. and you don't. Yeah. You know. Um, so when it comes to camera flying, I think a lot of people go early, um, do one thing at a time. So introduce one piece at a time. So like, you know, put on a GoPro first. Okay. You got the GoPro on now put on a ring sight. Okay. You got the ring sight on now put on, uh, the camera, but don't put on your tongue switch yet. Okay. Then, and you know, and get into the routine of all the things you have to do prior to your skydive on top of your EPs. Once you have these new pieces of equipment on and then when it comes to eps practice your eps with your cutaway yeah on your helmet as well so a lot of people uh don't really consider they're like i'm not gonna have that and they mm-hmm. don't really add it to their eps so make sure you do you know main cut away your camera helmet and then the rest of your eps yep. and so start getting that ingrained in your head i don't even see other instructors doing that very often like touching and doing their eps with their camera helmets yeah um like when i say instructors i mean like people who are filming tandems you know people who are like uh i used to the the same guy nick halseth right i used to watch him do it in the plane and be like what the fuck is he doing to his helmet like why is he touching all those pieces like he can't see it he doesn't know if the camera is right and then someone explained to me like he's doing his like gear check on his camera helmet i'm like 
oh, yeah, for he's, sure. he's pre-flighting his, his camera helmet. That makes total sense. And then since then, like I've always done it too as well, where I touch like the ring sight and I touch like the handle and, mm. you know, uh, the quick shoe, like when I was jumping stills every, every time, like making yeah. sure I knew where to pull that if I ever needed, not that you... Not that in a in an emergency situation you would do that, but just For in sure. case, yeah. just in case you ever needed to, you know, like where's the where's the uh, the quick shoe release, you know, how do yeah. how would I pull this off if I had to, like, yeah. where's my cutaway cable, like all of those things, like those are things that people don't necessarily think about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think you know, uh, take it slow, you know, yeah. one piece at a time, and then you know, as soon as you introduce that camera helmet, and oh, my biggest pet peeve is people jumping a still camera with a G four on top of their head. <laughs> Uh, so cut camera helmets have cutaways for a reason Yeah, uh, because you might need to get rid of it. Do you know how hard it is to take a G3 or a G4 or those, the G3.5, right? Point yeah. five. You know how hard it is to take those camera, those helmets off? Yeah. If it's like tied and to something no, on your canopy? Like, yeah. Well, even if there's like no tension on it, it's hard yeah. to get off, you know? And so, you know, and, and. Put a GoPro on a G4, whatever. Yeah. But you start throwing bigger stuff on there. You put two GoPros on there. You know, that's a whole nother level of snag hazard. You yeah. put a still camera on there. Yep. You know, and um, yeah, like I get it. You want a full face, whatever. But, I, you know, I've never had a, a camera helmet cut away. So knock on wood, never mm -hmm. happened, um, you know, but I don't want to be in a situation where I get snagged up and I can't get rid of it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of people ask me about, well, can I put this on the G4? And I'm like, you can, I'm not going to promote it though. Of course you can. Should you? I don't know. No, yeah, <laughs> probably <yeah>. not. <laughs> you know, it's going to work great until it doesn't. And then yeah. you're going to regret doing that. You yeah. Know? So I've never seen that. I don't think I've seen someone put a stills camera on a G4 yet. Yeah, I've seen a couple. Of people oh my it. God, really? Yeah. Why? 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 Like, it's an excellent question. G four is an impact rated helmet. Why would you won't compromise the integrity of that? Yeah. By drilling holes into it and adding a. It's even if you put a sticky mount GoPro on your helmet, you're voiding the impact rating because it's hell? a point of impact, so yeah. it can go through the impact yeah. foam. So you put anything on your G four, anything impact rated, it's voided the huh. impact rating, huh. whether you drill into it or not. Interesting. Yeah. But the, the G4 is the hardest helmet to get off of yeah. the cookie lineup in my it opinion. Is, it, I mean, it's hard to get on. I can ima only yeah. imagine trying to get it off. I, I think I'm also, I have one, but I think it's too small for my head. I think mm. that's why it's so much harder to put it yeah. on and take it off. They so. don't break in as much as yeah. the because of the impact foam. Is I think I need a small G3. and not an extra small. I have mm. an extra small. So. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Tiny little pin, pin head. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I also, like, I've seen, like, the flat mounts for, like, the G3s, and I've seen, you know, like, those those mounts and stuff like that, and I've never really understood it. Like, why not yeah. just buy a camera helmet that's designed to have cameras on it? Yeah. Whatever. You know, in the end of the day, we're adults, and we can yeah. make those decisions, and if you want to do that, you know, I'll tell you not to, but, you know, that's up to you. I mean, they're all similar price, though, too. Like, why would you buy a $700, a $600, 700 G4 you know, yeah. when you could just spend that money on like a flat top, for like sure. a light version of it yeah. or, or a tone, tone fly helmet. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever. But yeah, they're, whatever. If you want to spend your money on that and you're an okay. adult and want to make those risks, then cool. You do you. But I, I think, you know, on that topic, I think a lot of people don't know. I, and like I said, I haven't had a camera cut away. So like, yeah. I don't know how that's going to go, mm -hmm. but I have a cutaway. Yeah. You know, and so I just think a lot of people just don't know how it's going to go, no matter how much experience you have until you've, 
until you've had your first cutaway, you you know, you can yeah. practice your EPs all you want, but until you have one, you just mm-hmm. don't really know how it's going to go. Um, I had my first uh, sport canopy chop uh, while I was filming video was three, three years ago. And I was really happy that like nothing else had happened. You know, it was spinning line twist. So it was yeah. spinning above my head, you yeah. know, like I had just enough space in my risers to pull my head back so I could really see what was going on. And I was like, okay, like no snags, nothing. Like I'm going to cut away. You know, it was, it was super uneventful past that. But, um, I remember like thanking my stars afterwards that nothing else had happened with the, yeah. with the helmet. And it's the helmet I was, I'm wearing now. Yeah. Um, it's a flat top. It's a bonehead flat top. Um, the light version, the light pro, I think is what they call it. Um, and it's just nothing on the sides. No, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. It's just preparing yourself for those, those instances and having everything go exactly the way it's supposed to. Like, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. What's one thing you would have wish you wish you would have known about video flying early on that, you know, now, man, that's a tough question. Uh-huh. Uh... <laughs> What's something what's what's something you wish someone would have told you about this before you started doing it that you know now that you wish you would have known then? Um, the so not necessarily video flying, but like uh, uh, making a business in that world and doing events and things like that yeah. is how there's a lack of understanding of what goes into it, and therefore there's a lack of uh, proper compensation. I guess. Yeah. I don't, you know, so, and and I'm talking specifically for the people that like do this for a living. Right. And and this is, I I love working at Midwest, but like I'm doing this job because getting paid what you're worth and what your equipment's worth for a job in skydiving, like doesn't exist really. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we charge, you know, a fraction of what you can make doing a commercial gig for a company. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I poured a lot of time and a lot of money into equipment and things like that for the purposes of doing really great edits. And Mm -hmm. then no matter how high you climb in it, like there's a cap on what you can get paid in the skydiving industry. Until you get to Hollywood. Until you get to Hollywood, right? So this could be an (laughs) avenue for that. Um, But yeah, so like, you know, I quit my full-time job to start Bird's Eye Studio Mm -hmm. and it's been great, but then, you know, you're supplementing that with other things. So like I, I picked up the job doing marketing at xp at Paraclete mm-hmm. xp um and then i did my kind of projects on the side did a couple events here where i could do edits and the things i wanted to do and then you know went from there to skydive midwest and then now i'm doing like seo and yeah customer relationship management and like all these other things that weren't the original intention uh-huh. with going full-time and skydiving but you know you kind of have to pivot to you know make up for not being yeah. able to make that um that amount of money you need to survive mm-hmm. today you know, so uh, that I, I wish I had known that. But again, all the people that skydive, it's about the passion of doing it, you yeah. know, and it, uh, you know, you learn that over time. You, you do things for free or cheap to like get your name out there and then you yeah. start getting your name out there and you get established. But then you reach a peak. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, OK, this is this is where it stops. Yep. Uh, and you can't really go much higher than that until you get Fuck to like Hollywood. Fuck that, man. Fuck, don't do shit for free, okay? Yeah, for sure. Like, I agree. get something out of it. Don't just do it to get notes. But like, as an artist, yeah. nothing. I mean, so so for anybody that doesn't know that's listening, I do a lot of different things. I have been a dog, tra- like a professional dog trainer. I have been, I've been a professional skydiver for my entire career, like adult life. Um, and something that people don't know 
very much about about me is that I am an illustrator by trade. That's what I went to school for. It's what I was trained in. Like I'm an illustrator. I draw really, really, really well. I draw pretty pictures. I'm very, very good at it. It's not as exciting as some of the other things that I do for money, um, which is why I don't focus on it as much. But do not accept, <laughs> do not accept no payment and like, you know what I mean? Like the promise of prestige and getting your like shareability and getting your name out there as a as a compensate form of compensation. Don't do that. Yeah. Like you don't need to charge a shit ton if you feel like your work isn't like quality work, but get something out of for sure out of the like. Don't do that. Yeah, exposure do doesn't that. pay the bills. No, and and unfortunately, when you have a, a set of people that are doing that, you know, on their own. It applies to everybody else that's trying to make it in, in a business like this. So yeah. make sure you are getting compensated in some fashion, you know, yeah. like. So, you know, and, and a lot Sorry. of people, no, it's all good. A lot of people learn this, right? But um, a big like moment for me was turning down my first job, like not my first job, but like a job because yeah. they weren't going to pay me adequately. Yeah. And, and when I say adequately, I mean in the skydiving industry. Yeah not yep. like outside of that but they were like well we don't want to pay that and i'm like well cool and i said i'm not coming yeah and that was a big like cool i didn't do it yep. and then they hired somebody who did it i don't know what they paid them but a lot less than i was going to charge or mm -hmm. they did it for free and then they complained about the quality of product they got yeah. you, know? you get what you pay for man you get what you pay for or you get what you don't pay for yeah and, and it's terrible and, and i mean i mean for someone like you though who has put in so much time and so much effort into establishing yourself yourself as like a credible like really good quality you know videographer i know you like videographer so i'm gonna say videographer instead of videographer <laughs> it just flows better <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't at all <laughs> anyway uh for someone like you who's who's t taken so much time and so much energy and years of your life trying to to put this together it is a slap in the face when people are like nah you're not worth that like yeah. fuck you yes i am like yeah, no sure. and then they have the audacity to complain about what it is they actually put out like well yeah. you had the opportunity to spend just a little bit more money on a really good package and a really good quality you know and yeah. uh video videographer like yeah. I mean, and what you pay for. yeah, I'm not going to like say I'm the best out there or anything like that, but I've, I've done this for seven years now, yeah. you know, so I, I know what works in terms of like, you know, like I said earlier, it's you're, you're, when you're doing an event or anything, you're trying to get the right footage and the right pictures to be able to promote it for the next year and the mm -hmm. year after that and the year after that, you know, and that, that's a specific type, you know, yeah. you're trying to get, when I did Summerfest, um, you know, one of the other editors there, he did. An amazing edit. It was yep. absolutely amazing, um, and and pretty much any event. But it was like the same ten people doing ninja stuff. Yeah, you know, which is cool. And the video was awesome. But like when you're at a boogie with four hundred people, uh, they want everyone wants to see themselves. And they, yeah. the the kid who has fifty jumps that is a terrible skydiver, um, and he's gonna see that video and be way more stoked on it than the dude with 10,000 jumps doing yeah. ninja stuff. Like they're probably not even gonna watch it. Yep. So you you put out that edit that shows everybody at the event having an awesome time. Mm -hmm. That goes a lot longer 
of a way, in my opinion, yeah. especially for promoting the next yeah. year. And you can see it reflected in the stuff that you do for Skydive Midwest, the videos that are constantly playing. Like there's mm. a little bit of everything in there. It's nice, not just yeah. the same group of people over and over and over again. You know, you yeah. see you see the I, it, I will say that it is like the prominent people that are here, but sure. it's because they're here, you know, so yeah. they're always going to be in the footage. But, um, you know, you got the belly flying, you got you got uh, angled angle exits you got some of the tanum some of the students you have uh chemtrails you have next in there you have other big way stuff like there's there's tons of different things that you can pull from it's just a matter of being able to cover all those things yeah i think the reason so something something i noticed about um the sebastian uh invasion boogie mm. right yeah i don't know if they still do this but they used to do it and they did it the year i went in 2013 um they would do dailies yeah. daily edits yeah for sure so that you could see yourself yeah flying Absolutely. you know it yeah. wasn't just one edit at the very end of the event it was like all the and like this is this is another example of like camera flyers are always working it's not just in the sky they're yeah. editing and they're they're choosing music and they're choosing um uh you know clips and stuff throughout the day at the end of the day they're throwing together a really really fast edit just like of the daily yeah. you know the daily going ons of like the two-week event you know and um it's important and exciting for people. I remember seeing myself in it and yeah. granted <laughs> the clip I was in was an awful clip. Yeah, for it was sure. a terrible clip, but it was hilarious. It was great to see like that. I made the real, exactly, you know, yeah. even though it was a video of me totally fucking up on the sky van, yeah. you know? Um, but, but yeah, you were stoked about it. Yeah. It was like, Fuck yeah, I made it. it. Like, that's great. Yeah. You know, uh, they thought that that clip was funny enough or good enough or like noteworthy enough to put into the, to the daily reel, you know? That's exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's just, there's lots of different ways to do it. And that's, it's kind of the same with organizers too, right? Yeah. Like where you only have the same 10 people on your skydive yeah. and you're not really like reaching out to anybody else. Like how do you stay relevant? How do you stay on top of it? How do you like keep? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and it, you know, to each their own and you know, in the end of the day, you know, going back to like being compensated and things like that, you know, so we're, there's a certain sense of us doing this for our own, like, I want to put out that edit I want to put out mm -hmm. and you got to remember it's your own artistic yeah. vision of it all. And we all have different approaches and every approach is great. You know, if it, it's what makes you happy, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not trashing anyone else's way of doing things, whatever you do, that's awesome, yeah. you know, but that's kind of the method that I've uh, come to is like, this is what's going to help future stuff and bring in more money mm -hmm. years over year and stuff like that so yeah. but if you're an editor and you want to go full-time doing it it's got to be a passion and keep doing what makes you happy mm -hmm. in terms of your editing style and, and what you do yeah uh, my friend stevie has this saying of like one for the one for the i can't remember what it is but it's something it's something about one for the the company and then one for me you yeah, know? like sure. I do yeah. one for the company so that I can pay for the one for me, right? Exactly. Like so, it's like yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it's a balance, right? For sure. I'm gonna text him later and be like, "What is that saying?" <laughs> anyway, in addition to all those things, what kind of advice do you have for any uh, anybody else that's looking to establish themselves as a as a camera flyer? Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, this is a big thing um, that I always tell people. So, I mean, I. <laughs> I don't think that it's just isolated to skydiving. I think it's, you know, the world as it is today, but kind of a lot of people want a free route to something and they don't necessarily want to put the work in to get there. And I get this a lot with the camera flyers that I ask me to coach them. And like, I'm happy to give advice to anybody and, and anything like that. Um, they come to me and they're like, I really want to be a camera flyer. And I'm like, cool, that's what you need to do. 
Mm -hmm. Like you're always flying the video slot on the jumps. You're not in the jump wearing a GoPro, you know, so you need to dedicate yourself to that, you know, discipline. Right. And so I'll, I'll spend lots of time with these people, take them in the tunnel coaching with camera wings, all that stuff. And then they're out just doing a fun jump and it's like, well, cool. Are you trying to be better at camera flying? or Are you just trying to skydive as much as you want? Like you can't skydive. We have 60 seconds to do something. So you have to, if you want to be good at camera flying, you have to do that dedicated camera slot. Mm-hmm. Um, the other aspect of it is um, it's very be reliable person. So a lot of things I did in the beginning is I said, it, rather than saying, cool, I'm going to do this event, I'll give you an edit, right? I'm like, I'm going to do this event. I'm going to, you know, I, I full on quoted it out, right? And I yeah. said, you will have this by two days after the event or one day. And, yeah. and it didn't matter what that, time was but i made a plan with the people paying me Mm -hmm. and i followed through on that plan and some people they're like cool yeah you'll get this and then you know it's two three weeks later and then they deliver the edit and at that at that point delivering an edit everyone's already on to their next boogie it's irrelevant and it's irrelevant you know so um the biggest thing is just being a reliable person like with any job you know you you know, I'm hired to work here. I got to show up at nine and leave at five, yeah. right? Um, it's same with with getting into editing or, or camera flying or whatever. Like, you know, your job isn't over till you're done with that thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you're back from a boogie. Cool, I'm going to chill for two days and then I'll start working on it. Like, no, that's, yeah. I, I don't think from my experience and opinion, I don't think that's the way to do it. So anything you want to do, just, you know, go do it and follow through on what your commitment is for a particular job or a particular gig and stuff. All right. Um, So dedicate yourself to camera flying. And then if you want to get into the editing game and all that stuff, like give a full on quote and expectations, make sure expectations are clear on both on your side as well as whatever event you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You heard it here. Uh, Would you prefer Sony or Canon? Uh, I'm a Sony guy. Yeah. Um, so I got into photography in skydiving and I started yeah. with Sony. So I'm a Sony guy. Okay. I have no experience with Canon. Um, I'm sure they're great. Yeah. I just, I started with the X, uh, A6000 and went from there and that's okay. what I use and that's why. Right. <laughs> <I can't, laughs> and that's why. <laughs> yeah. And that's why. <laughs> uh, they uh, worked well and I, I like them. So I'm going to keep okay. using them. I know right. that like, you know, infrastructure. Okay. Uh, bonehead or tonefly? Uh, cookie. Oh, cookie. All right. Yeah, yeah. Get it. <laughs> uh, ring sight or no ring sight? Ring sight, for sure. Why? Uh, so ring sight is, is static where it is. Yeah. You put a little piece of sticky tape on your goggles. They move around. Yeah. Your glasses are in a little bit different spot. It's a much more accurate yeah. uh, picture using a ring sight. Yeah. I, uh, I remember my first exposure to like the X on the goggles and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? For sure. Just buy a ring sight. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, what do you think uh, in terms of type of camera switch? What's the preferable one? Um, I like the tongue switch. So okay. uh, I've always used a tongue switch. Um, so I can't say like the reason I chose a tongue switch is because of what I heard about the other one. So bite yep. switch, sometimes people bite through them, you know, so you run through them quickly um blow switch you have to yeah you know and then you have this big box you got to put in your uh in your helmet somewhere you got to find space for that so um you know not knocking any of those if they work for you great i've always used a tongue switch which one's your preferred tongue switch which one yeah like what company yeah which uh which model which version Uh, i use exit equipment okay um so it makes that 
uh, exit equipment. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> oh, is that who it is? Okay. They're, uh, they're like from Slovakia or something. And the All reason right. I chose them is they have a very low profile uh, multi-port. Okay. Uh, it's a right angle multi-port that's already in there. Um, and yeah. Oh, I, so you don't need like the, you don't, you don't need, need an the adapter. adapter or anything? Yeah. Okay. And so you just tell them left side or right side of your helmet, what camera you got. Uh, you can change the color of the tongue switch, which whatever doesn't matter you can tell the length you need of the thing yeah and so it's all custom order oh that's cool um but it is from like slovakia so it takes a little bit um, okay but he makes them to order all right um so yeah i think it's exitequipment.com and it's a really the website could use a lot of work yeah. but uh the tongue switch switches have always worked great for me cool um and yeah Again, I haven't tried any of the other ones, so I'm not yeah. knocking any of them, but that's what I've always used, and it's I, worked great. I have always – I tried the hypoxic one, mm. and I just couldn't sit it between my teeth the right way yeah. where it would make – like where I could hit it, the trigger, really well. Yeah. Um, I also don't like the bite switch because I bit through the first one, and it was like, oh, yeah. this is toast. Um, and then I've never tried a, bl a blow switch before, but um, – the Ranch Pro Shop one. Yeah. They, they sell one. Um, I have one of those. Yeah. Those are awesome. And, and they work great. And yeah. it's very similar to that. So the the exit equipment is kind of like a pedal mm -hmm. um, versus the, the Ranch Pro Shop is like a button. Yeah. So, but it, it's the same. It works the same. Okay. But I like kind of the feel of the pedal. Yeah. I can feel it kind of click in. With the Ranch one, I love Sonic, Sonic you demand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't really feel. Yeah it being depressed and with the, the exit equipment I can feel it being depressed in my mouth yeah, so that's, I know when that's it's going. fair yeah. um the reason I like it is because I can hold it against the front like the top of my teeth like yeah. hold it right just on the inside of it and then I can like just press like the whole flat tip yeah. of my my tongue against it and it's just like like it's yeah. it's perfect for, for sure <laughs> for, for me um yeah it's there's so many options out there, guys. Make sure, sure you do your research. Yeah. Ask, um, ask your local camera flyer, you know? I saw one. You would be, I don't know if you've ever seen something like this. There's a guy named Steve Barker um, who works, he might still work in Paris, actually. I'm not sure. Uh, but the winter that I went down there to work, um, he had his trigger on his hand. I've seen that, yeah. And it was, it ran all the way down through his camera jacket and yep. he held it on his hand and he would tell people like, hey, press that button and they would press it and the camera flash would go off in the yeah. plane and they'd always be like, oh my God, you know? Yeah. It was super funny and he just like hit it like on a trigger, you know? Yeah. And I was like, that's... I'm pretty sure that's, that's how it was cool. done back in the day. Yeah. Because like cameras, you could do that with cameras. It wasn't a skydiving accessory until, yeah. I don't know when the like tongue or bite yeah i mean that's out. what that's what it was it was like a, a switch you would use for like a portrait yeah like a self-portrait and you yeah. would just it was really cool yeah for sure it's a big red trigger right here on his on his uh, camera gloves yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool anyway flat top or chin cup uh chin cup so i've uh i've never had one that goes you know like you have where the chin the and it's the back entry i've never yeah. had one of those i'd like to try it um yeah i just uh i have a big protruding chin uh, <laughs> so i need comfort in there and a yeah. lot of helmets don't fit me properly okay um so i had uh the big one is the the g3 now the g4 and g35 fit better but the g3 i had to go uh two sizes bigger to fit my chin hmm. um so the the back entry ones i tried on one it's not yours yeah um i tried on one back in the day and i couldn't fit it in with my chin so okay. the chin the chin cup uh there's a lot of things that i don't like about it i think it would be more stable having the back entry one mm -hmm. um but for for my chin and comfort you know i'm doing a lot of skydives and i yeah. i want i don't want my chin to hurt and my you know jaw to be I get it. pushed back and stuff yeah um it's funny that you say that so i broke my jaw in 2016 um 
and I used to jump a rawa, right? Mm. So I yeah, had yeah. a chin cup, mm. and every time I would push it in, I'd be like, Jesus, my face hurts so bad, yeah. right? So I switched over to the flat top when I was in California. Yep. Um, Craig O'Brien actually turned turned me on to it. He nice. was like, yeah, I've been jumping this for a while. It's fantastic. Do you want one? Like it was before they had released it. And they're like, yeah, just tell Naomi that, you know, like I said, you could, you were on the list. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and ended up getting that, the camera helmet that I'm currently flying. Um, I really like it. I will say that when I tighten it down, it still does hurt, but it's not nearly as much as the Rawa was killing me. Like, yeah, for sure. Not nearly as much. Um, I'd be interested to see what a tone fly felt like if it still pushed back on yeah. that lower mandible in a way that made it uncomfortable. But that yeah. that was my experience with with the tone flies. So the the tone fly, I had one of the flat tops. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're great. I'm not talking trash on any helmet, but for me and my chin, it had very little padding in the chin cup. Yeah. And I had to tighten it so much that it pushed my chin back and then my chin would just hurt mm-hmm. from, from using it. So um, they're, I mean, they're great helmets and they have a big platform, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they hurt me as well. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Tinted goggles or clear ones or sunglasses? Uh, not sunglasses. I can't wear sunglasses. Okay. Sunglasses look the coolest for sure. But for <laughs> me, uh, I have to wear the really lame goggles without the seal on them. Uh, huh. Those are the only goggles I can I've found that I can use. Um, and you've probably seen me. I have a big ring around yeah. my eyes at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, if I get any air in my near my eyes, they start watering and I can't see. Oh, that's like they boring. water really badly. So those are the only goggles I've found that huh. keep everything out. Interesting. Have you yeah. ever tried the um the I mean it's the ones uh, Lauren and I use uh the Flex. Flex Z, I think is what they're called. Yeah, Flex they're, Z goggles. The same ones as our student goggles. No, oh, they okay. have like the um. So they're the tinted colored ones, yeah. right? Um, I have a blue pair and a red pair. She's got like a gray, a smoke pair, I think. Um, but they're really like little mini ones. They're okay. fantastic. So they end like right here. Cool. Um, and they have that, it's like a a liner around the outside Yeah. Uh, that's made of the same material as the goggles and it's rounded so that the edges don't cut into your cheeks as okay. much. Okay, I'll check this out, um, see if they work. I like them. I think I think I get a new pair every year, though. The one downside to these is that the liner has a tendency to start breaking apart. Yeah. And so then it gets loose and yep. like it loses on the bridge of your nose. You start feeling that cut, you know, into yeah. your nose. So I get I get a new pair every year because of that. But they're like 13 bucks. or something. Yeah, for like sure. That. I can invest $13 yeah. a year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway. Check. Uh, the reason I'm asking you all these like these either or questions is because people don't think about it. And then when you finally are making the like the the step towards, you know, making more progression on on your your camera helmet or making decisions on your camera helmet, you're like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah, sure. I don't really know why I'm supposed to be doing certain things. And then you get bad advice from people who don't know enough yeah. about it you know um the i think the thing that bothers me the most is the no ring sight thing it drives yeah. me nuts yeah like, for sure. dude <laughs> especially where i come from because uh it used to be like a thing they they like everyone had everyone yeah. had a ring sight like everyone had something that they could use to like determine where they were you know looking and then we've seen a slow fade out at least yeah, it's the GoPros. In recent years, you know, um, of like getting rid of it. Like, oh, I just have to like generally look at them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but like you're cutting off the tandem instructor's head or like yeah. you're cutting off, you know, so much of this. Like it's not centered. It's not, you know. So this is the difference between the guy who does tandem video and the guy yeah. who does everything else. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see that going away for the people that do like events and things like mm-hmm. that or go to boogies and stuff. But if you're just the, if all you're doing is, is tam, tandem flying video. Yeah. 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 And I see why they don't do it. Like. But if you want to go beyond that, mm-hmm. definitely get a ring sight. Okay. 
Um, so on that topic, I want to plug myself real quick. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, so uh, when I was building a camera helmet, I did not. There's no single resource for building a camera helmet. Yeah. You kind of ask people around you, all that stuff. So I put out a video and we'll link it at the end, I guess, when you put sure. this out for YouTube and stuff. It's uh, start to finish how to build out a camera I helmet. I watched it. You did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's for cookie, but it applies to all the other things. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I have had people like ask for their questions and you can always email me and ask me questions or whatever, comment on the video. Um, but yeah, I saw a big gap there. And so during COVID, we were like, cool, let's put out this full video of like how to mm -hmm. fully assemble a camera helmet. Yeah. Cool. I it's a great video by the way. You cool. should go and Thanks. go and watch it. Um I think what did I what did I do? I was making something else and I had it on the background so I could listen to it. I wasn't oh, cool. watching it watching it, but I was listening to what it was you were saying and like periodically turning and looking and like being cool. like, "Oh yeah, okay." Cool. Yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for for someone who doesn't know, like obviously watch it, like watch the whole thing, but it is a cool resource to just hear about how other people are doing different things. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's plenty of, there's different ways too, mm -hmm. um, you know, and like I said, just ask questions if yeah. if you have questions on anything beyond what's covered in the video. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. You wanna play a game really quick? Sure, cool. uh-oh. Uh yeah. I mean, I'll try. <laughs> I'm not very good on the spot with games. It's all right. Um, so, I like to play 20 questions with certain folks right. when they come in. Um, there are certain people I don't play them with because I don't think they would I enjoy it. So I'm honored that yeah. I am uh, one of them. <laughs> I, think, I think you would have a good time doing this. And okay. like I said, I'll edit I'll edit all the ums and ahs out. Don't worry okay. about it. Um, there's sometimes people think for a really long time in between questions here. Cool. This is called 20 questions. Okay. Okay. You have 20 questions to figure out what item that I am on the drop zone. So I'm gonna pick an item. Okay. You have to figure out what that is in 20 questions. If you're super stumped at like 10, I will give you a clue. Okay, hopefully okay. it won't give you, give it away. Um, and then if you're like really stumped, like I will give you another clue later on. Okay. okay. Um, I am something on the drop zone. Okay. okay. So it's not interchangeable between the drop zone and the tunnel. I'm on the drop zone. And I'm not just a random piece of thing that you would find. I'm not a box or a soda can or a water bottle or a, or a towel. Somebody did a toilet once and I was like, that's not fair. <laughs> like, okay. yeah. They gave me the toilet and I was like, no, that's... Of course, there's a bathroom on a drop zone, like, yeah, but yeah. it's not skydiving related. So it's, it's not skydiving it's related. It's specifically the thing that I am is specifically skydiving related. Okay. Okay. It's for skydiving. It's for skydiving. Yep. Okay, and I get to I get to ask twenty questions. Twenty questions, and I'll keep okay. track of them. Okay. okay. I'll keep track of like which how many you how many you ask. If okay. I don't understand the question or if it's too ambiguous, I will ask you to clarify. Okay. Okay. And I I know what I am. You know what you are. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, uh, is it specific to this drop zone, or could it be specific? Could to be any? anywhere. Could be anywhere. Any drop zone. Okay. Um, we'll start the questions now, then. Okay. And I will say, broad spectrum questions have a tendency to eliminate a lot of things really fast. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, is it hanging on a wall? No. Is it? Uh, is it on the floor? Is it a bright color? Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, can you write on it? No. Can it fly? Like on its own? On its own. Like does it take flight on its own? No, like uh, is it something that can fly? Like that you would take on a skydive with you? or No, that just can fly, you no. know? No. It can't fly. Okay. Is it something you could take on a skydive with yes. you? Yes. Okay. Uh, 
Is it something we actually have here? Yes. Do people fly through it on a skydive? No. Do people pass it back and forth? No. No. <laughs> Broad I, spectrum I questions. Think I, went, I think I went a little too deep <laughs> too there. Specific. Okay. Um, I'm stumped here. <laughs> uh, I kind of had like this, I was going down this path and then yeah. like it threw me off that. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. Is the one here bright colors? A bright color. Uh, well, I'm going to answer that question, but I don't want, I'm not going to count it because that's a, the previous answer is misleading. Okay. They, they can be. Okay. Bright colors. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's not one here. Okay. There's, there's, I've seen multiples okay. of them. Um, and what was the third part of that question? Something about the color. Uh, bright. Is it a bright color here? Like the, well, the ones we have here. When, when you use, when this thing is used, it sometimes is a bright color. That's, that's like used, as far as sometimes, a sometimes color. a bright color when it's used. Like, okay. like when you see this it's sometimes a bright color there's there's no like it's not i'm not gonna count that that question though because like that was i think a little misleading i guess the first the first answer there would somebody take it on a skydive yes you already asked that question though. oh i did could you take it on a skydive yeah well so could you and would you are two separate things though like would you would you say heck yeah i'm taking this thing on a skydive would someone take it on a skydive yes okay and it, it is it skydiving equipment yes oh it is uh, that's 11 questions. Okay. Do you want a clue? I want a clue. You want a clue? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, to point you in the right direction, this is kind of going to be a two-parter, I think. Um, I guess you already asked the question. It is gear, right? So yeah. it's not used very often here. Okay. It's gear and it's not used very often. Yeah. Of the of the people that would use it, it's not used very often. Uh, at least here, here at Midwest that I've seen so far. Okay. Is it a wingsuit? No. <laughs> that was a good one, though, but no, one. it's not. There's not many wingsuiters not, here. Not very many wingsuiters. Is it a, like a free fly tube? Nope. Is that a question? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, you have eight, equipment. eight more questions left. It's not used very often. So it's not uh, important part of It's not an important piece of equipment. What does that mean, important? Well, so yeah, is it life-saving piece of equipment? No. No. Does everyone have to use one on a skydive? No. Nope. Okay. Well, I'm going through all the things that <laughs> you have to use, and it's not those. And then what are the things that you don't have to use that also could be bright colors? Does it have to do with camera flying? Yeah. It does. Yes. Uh, I was waiting. I was like, come on, just ask. <laughs> just ask. <laughs> okay. Does it, does it take video? No. Does it take? It doesn't take pictures. That, no. Okay. You just you just asked that. That okay. It, I said video. Well, I, I same, included same? it. Same same. Okay. Doesn't record anything. Doesn't record anything. Yeah. Uh, I should know this. I'm a video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so ring sites don't have different colors. They're all the same. I mean, I guess there's there's orange ring sites. The lollipop ones. The lollipop, yeah, the orange me, ones. Yeah. My, I'm yeah. continually hitting my microphone. Sorry. Yeah, the orange ones. Okay. But it's not that. No. Okay. That was a question. Damn it. You got <laughs> three more. Three more to go. Uh, 
Is it an indicator light? Oh, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> it is okay. An indicator light. Yeah. That was tough. It's like yeah. sometimes it is, sometimes it's bright. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sometimes for sure. Sometimes it's a bright okay. color. <laughs> Not all the time. So I got sometimes. it in what, 17? You got it in 17 questions. Yeah. Nice. Okay. That's good. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Yeah. I was waiting for you to be like, come on, ask about camera gear. Ask about camera I, gear. I, I should have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, indicator lights, man. We don't see those very often anymore. It's for weird. sure. Yeah. Thanks, Trunk. Yeah, thanks, Trunk. You demand. <laughs> um, I think I've only seen two people use it here. Yeah. You and um, Tom. Yep. I don't think I've seen anybody else use one here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, GoPros, Super Superview. Yeah. Two GoPros. Yep. Yeah. Don't need to, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I used to use one religiously. Yeah, like, same. Way back same. in the day. Um, Since the, since he, I mean, trunk, Trunk's the go-to, you yeah, know, for, for that, sure. but like for GoPros, but um, recently, I think he just put one out for like the 10 or the 11, right? Yeah. Didn't it, he just put a new one out? For the eight, eight. Yeah. Forward. So I, for a long time, I was waiting for something like that to come out because I yeah. moved up cameras and I was just like, I can't, I don't yeah. have anything to use with this. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you always got the trusty mirror or the, you know, right. Hey, is my GoPro on? Is my GoPro on? Yeah, for my sure. Altimeter, looking into my altimeter. Uh, to be honest, like <laughs> I use them for competition. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And then for events, like I want to have them uh, for the day to day with tandem flying. I don't know that they're necessarily mm -hmm. needed. Um, so I understand why people don't use them, okay. but if you're doing a paid gig, whatever that is, or yeah. a competition, uh, everyone should have one. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Another piece of, another tool to make you better at what you're doing. Absolutely. Right. Do you want to play a version of this or do you want to call it quits? Play a version of yeah. what? Uh, 20 questions or I have to guess what you are. I bet you're really good at this. We'll see. I don't know. I've gotten <laughs> who, who stumped me. Oh, it doesn't count though. Sean Sean Kennedy stumped me, but it, he was very misleading in his answers. Oh, okay, yeah, that's not. Yeah, fair. I asked him if it was an inanimate object. He's like, "No, you could hold it in your hand." And then it was a beer fine. I was like, "Fuck, dude, yeah, no!" That, that like, count. yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Yeah. Uh okay. Got one. I got one. Is uh so can you clarify me before for before we start? Is it at the is it on the drop zone or it, can it also be at the tunnel? Uh, specific to drop zones. Okay. All right. Am I a piece of gear? No. Do I stay on the ground? Yeah. Am I a piece of training equipment? Uh, no. Okay. Am I a piece of specialty equipment? Uh, it's specialty to a drop zone. Okay. Do I ever get taken on skydives? You could, but I don't think that people would. Okay. Is it specific to Skydive Midwest? Uh it it no. Okay. They <laughs> they exist at other at some other drop zones, so it's not specific okay. to here. But, but it is something unique, like it, that you don't see very often. You don't see it at most places. Okay. But it's at some places. Okay. Yeah. Is it used for everyday skydiving? Uh here, yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, okay, let me ask you. Sure. This. When you say training equipment, do you mean like for for, edu hard, for, for educational purposes? Like, is it used for educational purposes? Yeah, I guess you could say that it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's not a party item, right? It's not like something they would break out for parties. No. Okay. I could see people screwing around with it. Screwing around with it, but it's, but not, it's not. That's not its intention. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Does it stay inside the hangar? Does it indicate wind direction? 
Yes. <laughs> is it the tetrahedron? No. No? Okay, so then it's the it's the arrow. It's inflatable arrow. arrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good work. Oh, uh, yeah. Edu- I mean, yeah, educational training. Yeah. It's, it's like it could go either way, could go depending either on way, how you look at it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. I was like, okay, so it's only got, it's only in some drop zones. I was like, the only other place I've ever seen a tetrahedron was at uh, Paris. Well, so and there's like, tetrahedrons and then there's inflatable arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Z Hills has an inflatable arrow. Um, I think Paris also has an arrow, but I don't think it's an inflatable one. I think they yeah. just lay it on on the ground. Yeah, yeah, I think. yeah. yeah. So. There's multiple different types. Yeah, of these things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That was easy. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm I'm new to this game, so. Um, personally speaking, I feel like this is something that we could play for like a weekend, like party, kind of yeah, like with sure. Jeopardy and stuff. We could play something like this. We could also we could do it in teams, but then we could also do. I showed um, Kristen a, a version of Connect Four. Yeah. That you could play where yeah. you show people like pictures of something and you have to identify whatever it is, mm. and whoever gets the first one gets to put the next Connect Four piece in. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, she wants to do it with butts. With butts? <laughs> with butts? Oh, God. Put everyone in the same pair of pants and yeah. just take pictures of their butts. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I'll help organize it. How about that? that that'd be good. She's, <laughs> she asked me if I'd taken pictures yet. I'm like, no, you got to organize it. And then I will take pictures. Do you have the pants yet? That's not my department. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's department. That's yeah. fair. I sent um because I think Ben was also talking about that Ben Statler, and I sent him a, a a pair of pants that I thought he should use. It's the TikTok ones with like the scrunched butt, oh, you know, nice. the, the yeah. scrunched piece in the butt, so yeah. like you can really see. Like that would throw people a lot because yeah, sure. no one wears those. Yeah. <laughs> see, I wasn't willing to go around and be like, "Hey, can I take a picture of your butt?" Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Someone organized it all. I would do that. I'd just be like, "Hey, Kazu, put these pants on." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turn around. Butt Boom. picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just get me the pants, and I will do the. I cool. will do all the leg work. The, literally the leg work. I love it. <laughs> so dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. <laughs> for everybody listening, thank you guys. Um, we're gonna we're gonna call it there. Uh, thank you for listening in. Thank you for spending your time with us, Elliot. Thank you for donating your time. You're an hour and a half, two hours here. Wow. To, to that recording. was a long one. Yeah. yeah it was right. Good though. The conversation kept going. It kept going. Like, yeah. It was, I. To be honest, though, I feel like I could keep talking about camera flying like endlessly. So for sure, you know, we got to cut it off someplace. So absolutely. Anyway, thank you again. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, To everyone listening, have have a good, safe skydiving weekend if that's where you are. Um, Be safe. Bye.